Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, Pod 230. As the Orioles celebrate 25 years with the best stadium in baseball, Section 336 will discuss our personal favorite memories at the yards. We will also discuss some less pleasant memories, as today marks the 10th anniversary of one of the most infamous games in Orioles history. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Section336.com up birds, be ready to ride. Your host, Matt Shashaberta, ready to fly. Baltimore's best, Section 336, the number one sports broadcast. Get your fix. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your endearing stirring host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zany Berrote. What up, 336ers? And by the button lover, Jar Soroka. How you doing? And we're also joined by the intern. Hey. <laughs> I, I always like the, the the intern delay. Yeah. The, the time that you, you speak to the time he talks, there's always a pause. Yeah. And now we get to hear a nice click as yeah. well. <laughs> I love that click. Hey, you guys, the uh, the solar eclipse was yesterday. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, Monday, uh, yeah. I missed it. You missed it? Altogether, yeah. I, I tell you what, Me I'm too. a little, I feel hoodwinked, bamboozled by this whole eclipse thing. I saw that at my house it'd be 80%. So at the peak hour, 2.44 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right. I go out there, I don't have any glasses, so I just take quick looks. Like Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, I just take quick glances. <laughs> And then I use my iPhone, do the whole selfie mode, and and, and, uh, and I get it on my camera. First of all, the the sun looked like the sun, right? And I thought it was going to get a little bit darker. It didn't get darker at all. I thought, like, I didn't think it'd be pitch black, but I thought eighty percent of pitch black. But it wasn't eighty percent of pitch black. Right. It was just like normal daylight. Right. Like, so very disappointed. I felt misled with the whole thing. It didn't really get dark in the Maryland no. region. No. No. Not not at all. Well, it it got. All right, I was Did you notice any change in the... Yeah, I was down in McLean, and around 1 o'clock, it got dark outside. And I said, oh, I didn't think the eclipse was till later. I said, let me go outside and take a look at this. And it was a big old rain cloud. Yeah, a couple clouds. Uh, and, and then the eclipse came and did nothing. The cloud was darker than the yeah. eclipse. Here's the best, but, <laughs> what yeah. a joke this eclipse thing was. The best part about, the, the, best part about the eclipse is there was as I got on the beltway at 2.40, prime eclipse time. And no one was on the beltway because all these idiots were out trying to see the eclipse. And and, and the, the keyword's trying because you could not. There was nothing to see. Yeah, it, it was a real disappointment. But we we only saw eighty percent. The intern, as we found out last week, I don't know if this is on the show or off the air. He was like 
Yeah, driving down just for the eclipse. I think we, we talked about it after the Mike's post show. Okay, he was going. He, well, the intern ended up going to, 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 to Tennessee. And and uh, what percentage intern of the eclipse? Was this a 95%? Was this 100%? What percent of it was, was this? Uh, it was 100%. 100% oh, my. Oh, my gosh. Now, I've heard from people who had 100% totality that it was quite a, a even a spiritual experience, just completely overwhelming. What was your experience with the uh, with the eclipse? Was it amazing? It was uh, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Did you go with your mom? Uh, no. Okay, just no. checking, asking the standard millennial questions. No, what I drove up separate? But I also helped Jonah move in. Wait, you drove up separate? Then who? My family. Was your family in Tennessee for the eclipse? Uh, no, they were helping Jonah move in. How is this related to the eclipse at all? I don't know. Where, where are you going with this? I got, I'm confused with the question. I'm confused with the answers. I'm, I'm confused with your line of question. To be he honest. wasn't with his mom, but his mom was in Tennessee. So, did now was there? Now for us, there was the the storm cloud was darker than the eclipse. There was darkness involved here, right? Yeah, there was. I uh, ended up seeing stars. Oh my goodness! Really? See, that's yeah. what I missed out on. And so, for how long could you see stars? How long was it dark? Two minutes and 37 seconds. Do, yeah. do you really That's care cool. about this? I do. What, what part of Tennessee were you in? Uh, we were in Sweetwater, Tennessee. Uh, they had a festival going that they'd been planning out for two and a half years. All right, but like geographically, is it closer to Nashville, Knoxville, Memphis? It's about 45 minutes southwest of Knoxville. Okay. Okay, so uh, closer to Knoxville than Nashville. Yeah. See, I was, I was uh, following the Facebook feeds of... Uh, my alma mater, Belmont University, Nashville, Tennessee, where they had live feeds going, like from uh, cameras around campus, and sure enough, right around well, like uh, well, it was Central Time, so about one thirty ish, it just got black, like dark, like nighttime, yeah, that's for weird. like two minutes in yeah, the middle weird. of the day, and then it, it, it yeah. cleared up again. Yeah, I mean, Josh, if Josh's not interested in this from the intern, maybe Josh can ask more of his his type questions. What were you wearing, intern? <laughs> was your dad there? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to put together that he drove whatever 20 hours. Hey, how much how much traffic did you hit on driving home from the eclipse? Oh, it was so bad. I hate everything about I-81 in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. So how much did it, how long did it take you to get home? Uh, I left at 7.30 last night. I got home at 5.30 a.m. Wow. Man, that's quite a drive. That actually doesn't sound that bad, though, for Na- Nashville. Not I feel like Nashville, I've made it to Nashville like, in ten like hours. And a half, nine hours. Yeah, but he just he just said ten hours. I I took so but many yeah, back but, roads. If I stayed on I eighty one, it would have been like fourteen hours to get back. But he was closer to Knoxville. Nashville to Knoxville is a, a good little, three yeah. hours right. in itself. Uh, you know, right. so it should probably be about seven from Knoxville. I would think. Gotcha. What about anyway, Memphis? How's Memphis playing today? Memphis is about another three hours past <laughs> Nashville. Let's uh, lay out a picture <laughs> for the folks. But, but would you drive again if you had to deal with that traffic? To see the eclipse? Yeah. I'd fly. <laughs> but it was that right. cool. You would do it yeah. again. And at that uh, yeah. point, so he'd say he wouldn't drive. He'd pay four hundred bucks. Well, or for, when the next eclipse happens in twenty twenty four, I think it's expected that he will have his own private jet. No, it's like twenty forty four. No, no, it's twenty twenty four. Uh, yeah, by that point, that's I, what doesn't make sense. After waiting like whatever thirty two years, it's now not it's, in, to- it's, it's in, not like, a total eclipse. Years. It doesn't go across the whole United States like this one did. Right, right but right. it goes across like the southern part or east I thought, coast. Or I something. thought it was the east, northeast. Yeah, there's one in twenty forty four that goes. R- the totality line goes right through central Florida, and people are already booking their Disney vacations. But I'm just saying, they, yeah. and half of them will no longer be alive. <laughs> but I'm saying by twenty twenty four, there's a good chance that. 
the world's first intern could be the governor of Maryland and therefore have his own little private. I don't know if you're the governor. Do you have your own plane? Um, no. Nobody's probably good friends with all, plane. all yeah. the other state governors, and yeah. they're all in like a little club together, and, yeah, and he can get say, hey, that, let's, uh, yeah. let's all go watch the eclipse. On, I'm going to try to hop on. Uh, but that totality might be closer because that's a northeast totality. Right. So we can go up to Buffalo. Maybe we can have our own party. Yeah. I love Buffalo. Really? Right. It's it's so weird to be in a place where everybody is a Buffalo Bills fan. Hey, intern, <laughs> could you shut off your mic? Thank you. The, the, the click of the intern's he's, mic. He's, he's over there. Josh's favorite noise in the he's world. He's over there dragging stuff around, and I'm hearing background <laughs> noise and everything. And well, he he's doing some checking because at the end of the show we got to go for him for corrections, and he's going to check in. Do our, our is everyone in Buffalo Bills fans? He, he's, he's on it. <laughs> he's going to look into that. He's going to call him cold call. All right. Um, Do we have to what's talk, that? talk Orioles? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about the show. I'm excited about the show. We we went uh, a couple of days ago to where they were handing out the the little stadium figurines. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Friday there was a home run derby. Paperweights. Was that Friday? Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night. There was a home run derby where we got to see all our old favorites. Yeah, got, the, um, got the little thing right here. All right, I was I thought Sam Horn was going to get it. Uh, are you? Uh, what, what are you guys' thoughts on the on the uh, on the grandpa type? The softball-like <laughs> fence, uh, about 30, 30 feet in from the the real fence. Well, uh, I only caught the tail end of it, and so I didn't see any legit home runs. I don't know if anybody even yeah, there were a couple. couple. There was a were couple. there a couple? I think Sam Horn got one. And I think Brady Anderson I think, got one. Yeah, or two. I think Sam Horn got two, and I think Brady got one. But okay. in the first round, the but second those, round they were tired out. Yeah, those, of course, those snuck in. Like first row home runs. Well, they got to have like a point system. So if they hit it past the rope, it was like three points, and then yeah. uh, or one and two, I think something like that. Yeah. Uh, I caught the tail end. I saw Sam Horn in the and Brady Anderson in the finals, and where Brady obviously, I think I tweeted there was no doubt that Brady Anderson was going to win this. Right, game. we all knew that going. I mean, in look at the guy; he could play center field for the Orioles right now, and nobody would notice the difference. I don't think, uh, uh, except the stolen bases would be higher. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I call him Dorian Gray because he doesn't. He just doesn't age. No, and and how obvious was that as they caught out like for the pregame ceremony as the whole '92 team came out and no one out there looks like a baseball player. They're all old and overweight. And then Brady Anderson comes out. Yeah, and uh, I I enjoyed a tweet somebody had where Brady Anderson and Cal Ripken are in one of the suites together during the game and they take a selfie of each other and someone retweets it and says. It blows your mind to think that uh, these two guys are just three years apart. <laughs> right, that's crazy. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Though when they look at you and uh, Bert, when they look at you and Josh, people probably say the same thing. It blows their mind that or, you guys are how far apart? One day, yeah. just yeah. One a few day. hours. What are you talking about? <laughs> you guys look at least two months apart. I'm, uh-huh. I'm the older one, if if you can't tell. Yeah, but I'm, I, but I look older. <laughs> it's in those glasses, it's, a, it's the fancy new glasses. <laughs> but but the Orioles celebrating their 25th anniversary. Yeah, got, it was fun. Got us to thinking about our favorite memories over the past 25 years at Camden Yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really. Uh, my memory is not as good as as Josh's or yours, Bert. And so there's certain moments that sticks out of my mind very strongly, and and a lot of the other moments I just completely forget about. Um, I don't remember, what, do for you, example, you opening don't, the first game at Camden Yards. Really? I oh, really I see, don't remember, I remember that. that. Yeah. Do you, but Josh also, and I were 12 years old. But also, do you remember any ever going to Memorial Stadium? Uh, 
barely, okay. like vaguely. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right, because I I remember going to some firework nights and stuff at Memorial yeah, I Stadium. I I enjoyed one thing they did on Saturday night during that celebration was twenty five years Camden Yards. Here are current players on the Oriole team who were born in nineteen ninety two. Manny Machado, one of which. Uh, I thought that Trey was Mancini, yeah. that was wild because I mean at, at twelve years old in ninety two like obviously I remember it was a big deal new Camden Yards I got to go to a couple games meanwhile you know down where Mister Miami is uh, you know sipping out of a bottle soon to become a future superstar yeah that's, I mean, that's, what, that's what, what have I works. done with my life <laughs> right. right it makes you feel old I mowed the lawn today. <laughs> <laughs> No, so I think there's been a lot of there's been lots of classic games. Oh yeah, but then I think there's also been just fun moments that we've had. Yeah, at Camden Yards. Yeah, and so and so we came up with a list, and then this list is directed more more towards kind of our for whatever reason our personal favorite memories, the memories that did, stick out the most in my did, mind. Did Did Bert add his favorite memory onto here? Do you know what it is? I'm, I'm guessing it's your Free the Birds walkout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's got to be on that list of, of 336 uh, past memories. Yeah, I don't think it's on the list. And I definitely – I had a whole Bert story time segment about that a few years yeah. ago. Go look up in the 336 archives. All right. So I got a couple clips here to play. I'm going to start – let's start July 13th, 1993. Let's start here. Okay. No left-handed batter was ever eager to face the towering Randy Johnson. And at the 1993 All-Star Game, the big unit knew John Cruck was especially unenthusiastic. John Cruck fanning himself off. Watch the reaction of John Cruck. I like the music. Would you say his heart is palpitating a bit? When I stepped in the box, I said, all I want to do is make contact. And after first pitch, I said, all I want to do is live. And I live. <laughs> <laughs> after first pitch, all I want to do is live. <laughs> Great quote right there by that John Craig. That so, so that's, of course, the 1993 All-Star Game. Right. This is famous for two reasons. One, nationally it's famous for that exchange when Randy Johnson threw it over John Crook's head on the first pitch, and John Crook was horrified and struck out in three pitches after that. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's famous more, though. It's, it's famous in Baltimore for a different reason. Cedo sucks. Yeah, that's the the Cedo sucks. Yep. Ninth inning, uh, they're up by like four runs. Mike Messina starts to warm up in the bullpen, Un- unprovoked. Yeah, right. Just on his own. Just on his own. He said he was just. Right. Getting, he, he, he knows just what the crowd wants. In. He's getting his work in. Uh, and there was you know chance we want Mike and uh, and I, I was reading up about this again to refresh my memory. I don't I don't remember according to wikipedia mm-hmm. it says fans started throwing trash on the field i don't remember that happening i don't remember that either yeah uh, but i certainly remember uh, the pseudo sucks chance that started then and continued for several years afterwards oh yeah i mean we had bad blood with the blue jays for many years uh even yeah. leading up to that so that didn't help things you would definitely start seeing the big pseudo sucks shirts at the at the yard yep yep yeah so so, so with my next but that's also that's yeah, also a sorry. great memory because we will never have an all-star game again. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And, and now, it's a travesty. I, now, we didn't go to the all-star game. No. But we went to a, a lot of the pre-festivities. Uh, not Fan Fest. The all-star, Home Run Derby? No, what's the all-star fest at the convention center? It's like Fan they Fest called for, it fan fest, for the all-star game. Yeah, and that was a lot of fun. I remember that. that yeah, that was fun. cool. I went yeah. to the day before to the Home Run Derby and the workouts. And the oh, you went to the Home Run Derby? Practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. I didn't know that. Yep. They had a little celebrity Home Run Derby. Bill Murray was there. Our, we're going to fast forward here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Bill Murray was See, stop me before I go into a story time. 
We're going to fast forward here till uh, <laughs> to April 25th, 2015. Oh, April recent. 25th, 2015, when this happened. Pitch. That oh. one is ladled. Way back. Right field. Ball game over. Goodbye. Home run. David Lowe, a walk-off homer in Came the 10th inning. Yeah. And the Orioles win 5-4. to four. And that's memorable to me, not just because of David Lowe home run, even though that in itself is pretty remarkable. David Lowe walk <laughs> off. Well, let's think about that for a second. Yeah. It was just, and we were at that game. You don't see that every day. Uh, it was just unexpected. But that was also the same day as as the riots in Baltimore or, or the protests, the unrest. Yeah, that's yes. when we got locked in the stadium, <laughs> yeah, they right? Said, it said we, we couldn't leave. And so the baseball team respected that and went into extra innings for us. And David Lowe walked it off in the in the 10th inning. All right. Yeah, but that's I. I will never forget that game. Hey, both yeah. for the David Lowe uniqueness, and for the just for the 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 craziness of the game. Now to go back a little bit, May twenty ninth, two thousand nine. Okay. Um, I would I do kind of have a clip here, but it's not very exciting. The Hell's Bells, his theme song, Mad Waiters. Oh, is this his first game? Matt Weider's debut. Ah. I, could, I could play the whole clip, but it's just him getting out four times. <laughs> <laughs> but here's some of the... I, I remember, and I thought he had like a triple his first game. That was his second game where he had a triple and a double. Right, right. The, the uh, first game we had a uh, Wieners for Wieners. Yes. So we had, had a little out. party back there in Raintree uh, in Arnold. Wieners for Wieners. I think the first batter, if I remember correctly, tried to lay down a bunt. And Matt Weeders got up real quick and gunned the guy out. It was fantastic. Uh, but here, here's some. Looking back at this, you know, thinking about Matt Weeders, I loved. I was so excited for Matt Weeders. His autographed jersey hangs in our studio. Yeah, and if, and if you would have showed me that in 2009, I would have cried just to see his signature so close to my face. Right. Uh, uh, but I was looking back at some of the, the things people said, and there was a. Now this is the Onion article. The Onion on Matt Weeders' debut came out a little blurb. Um, where it says, and the Onion wrote, you know, the, the satirical site, widely hailed as his franchise's best prospect in years, catcher Matt Wieters fulfilled all expectations last Friday with his first major league at bat, leading the Baltimore Orioles to their first World Series championship since 1983. It's an incredible feeling. I'm happy I've lived up to everyone's expectations, said Wieters, who has also retroactively led the Orioles to three division titles and a pennant in the last five years. Uh, and so it goes on to say all the you things know. he's accomplished. Because that was the expectation, right, for him to come in and... Yeah, I don't know who writes for The Onion, but they do a great job uh, being the or as an Oriole fan. Whoever writes for them is an Oriole fan because whenever they write or mention the Orioles, they always nail it and nail exactly how an Oriole fan feels. Yeah, and, and to get a more serious nerd perspective, here was an article from the Hardball Times that came out right uh, before Matt Wieters even made his debut. His de- debut. Uh, it says it was the forecast heard around the world. Pakoda, as we all love, we all love Pakoda so much here on the show. A forecast of 311, a slash, uh, a slash line, a 311, 395, 546 patent line for Orioles Uber prospect Matt Weeders in 2009. Essentially, the forecast would make Weeders one of the top uh, 10 to 15 hitters in baseball right now. And that's not accounting for the fact that he's a catcher, too. To put it lightly, the highest Pakoda has ever projected a rookie player. So Matt Weeders. Like, all the hype was real. <laughs> Even Pakoda, the nerd, yeah. said he is going to be the best rookie ever. Right? He, was, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated with the headline, The Perfect Catch. Yeah. Everyone hyped him up. I, I think people forget. Like, we joke about Jason and Cleats. 
But in 2009. No, he was Jesus in cleats. He, yeah, he was going to lead us to the promised land. Yeah. Yeah. He was our savior. Yeah. But, but, but he didn't. Yeah. No, no. He, he turned out to be an average catcher. Yeah, it's per- perfectly <laughs> Which, fine. For anyone else, it would be fine. But for him. Yeah. Pretty hefty standards. Yeah. All right. Hard to live up to. Uh, now let's go to my personal favorite game. This, I think, is number one in my heart. This is number one. <laughs> this one still blows my mind. September 28th, 2011. Oh, yeah. This was the funnest game ever at Camden Yards. Yeah. Here we go. 1-0 delivery on the way. That's their first strike. Applebaum gets it 1-1. Very slow play in Tampa Bay. They are still in the top of the 12th, tied at 7-7. Baseball doesn't just pick up their pace of play between pitches. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Can you hear the baseball gods laughing? Here's the 1 1 delivery. That is into right field, and now it's trapped. The Orioles coming to the plate, rival. They did it. They did it. They did it. The Orioles have beat the Red Sox. Two runs, bottom of the ninth inning. And that, of course, was just to end a losing season. Right. A, four, a 14th straight <laughs> losing season. Right. But well, you want to know by that call. Well, and it's not like the. It was a weird game because that win, like. The team celebrated in a big dog pile out on the field. Yeah. I, we came back a couple times in, in, in that game. And then... It had playoff implications for Boston. Right. We ran down from Section 336 yeah. to behind the dugout, and we celebrated... I'm pretty sure we celebrated more there than when we eventually got to the playoffs. Yeah. Celebrating your enemy's misfortunes. Yes. 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 It was like we were dancing in the aisles. Because you got to understand, this is Boston Red Sox. It is for their playoff hopes. There's a lot of Boston fans in the stadium talking say, trash the whole time. Surely right. the, the, the mass this holes is, were there. This, yeah. is, this is the peak of that. And you've got to remember that the past five years, it all started on that night. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense, but it did. And you're right. All those losing seasons, we didn't have much to cheer about. So we would cheer yeah. about what we could cheer about. Uh, and now we look back on that moment. I always look back on that moment as the turning point. It was. For the even, next five years. Even 2012 when the Orioles – Finally made it to the playoffs. Finally had a winning season. And when they start their highlight video, they start it with the year before. Yeah. Because it somehow a game, a meaningless game, is what you talk about things that uh, to build on. And we talked, I'm sure we're going to talk later about how Manny's Grand Slam Friday night, the Orioles did not build on that. Right. This game, the Orioles built on for five years. Right. So the Orioles can't carry momentum from one game to another. Right. But they, <laughs> but they, but they carried, carried it, from it through an entire offseason. Yeah, yes. yeah, Somehow yeah. they did. And, and one, of the, one of my favorite things about that, too, is the curse of the Andino, that it was Robert Andino with the double driving in Nolan Rimmel. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's just peak losing Orioles right there. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. All right. So, so coming more recent, that was game was the start of the good times. Now this is, I think, most people. If you asked them, what was your favorite moment? Yeah, I, I think two million people were at this, were in the stadium that 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 day. A stadium that almost yes. forty five thousand. Two million. Two million. We were there. We were there. Part of that two million strong uh, to hear and to to watch this. Ball four, bases loaded, and now the tying run in the scoring position. And Delvin Young will bat, announced as the pinch hitter. Been one of the top pinch hitters 
in the American League all year. Jeff Jones out for a scouting report. And this is all lining up for the Orioles as a Tiger 2011 ALDS against the Yankees. And they show flashbacks of Delman Young's all his big hits for the, for, for the Tigers. Delman Young was. Look at his postseason stats. He was clocked. Unbelievable. <laughs> Well, he had some other issues going on outside the game of baseball. Who doesn't? <laughs> well, not most people like he does. <laughs> uh, but as a like clutch guy, gave him the line. There's a few people you wanted up before Young. He is. He was the guy to have up there. And 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 Buck. This is Buck who didn't make the right call by not putting Zach Britton just last year. He made the right call here by considering Delman Young. Also, just, it, the Tigers pitcher was Joaquin Soria. Is yeah. that still him? Yeah. yeah. And you listen to, to the crowd, too. Man, that place is rocking. 15 runs batted in. And everybody knows. First pitch, right? Yeah, first pitch. Bases loaded. Young swings, line drive. That is down and to the wall. Cruz is in. Pierce is in. Party around third. He's going to try to score. AJ Hardy was never ran for five right. in his life. Seriously. How did he get from first to, first to home that fast? JJ Hardy's kind of a and that, and that, I think he never touched second. I think he just came around right across the infield. And that crowd noise, that's like that's why we want to play playoff baseball back. It's for moments like that. Where that stadium is filled with arms. Not yeah. not split. Yeah. That was a we won't stop. Yeah. Eventually we, we did stop. Uh, fairly uh, quickly after that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to the Royals, but it was a great run up until then. Yeah, that's that's my number one. You know, if I was throwing my two cents in for sure, I, I I've never been to a game like that, and I it's, may never was. be to another game like that. Oh man, I it closed was. I closed the window for my other. Did so you I lose all your sound? All right, uh, I just had one more clip, and that was uh, 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 reached the unreachable star of course uh, of course the the cal ripkin september 6 1995 2131 game now that was out of all those games i listed i was at all of those games uh this is the game i actually was not at i was not at september 6 1995 and i wasn't at the all-star game in 1993 uh but i remember watching this at home on television mm-hmm. um as my mommy who's not even really an oral fan went to the game what, what's up with that mom um but but yeah, I mean, what, what an amazing moment! They just everyone stopped, unveiled on the warehouse the numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just, it was just an amazing moment. He had a home run that game. It was just amazing. That whole season, remember, we went, to, we did go to games leading up to that where they would drop the oh, number. Dropped the number. So the whole so cool. season yeah, was so cool. cool. Yeah, um, and it did. I put on Twitter. I, I guess it was after the '92 game. Like, is there a baseball player that's more synonymous with their stadium than Cal Ripken and Camden Yards because of 2131? Yeah. I think the only other one that someone could come up with was Yankee Stadium as the house that Ruth built. Yeah. So clearly that's right in line with Babe Ruth. I mean, St. Louis would argue Sam Musial. And I guess once you start going but, but to other you, fan bases, at they that usually point, have a player they associate with. But at that stadium, point, but, are you associating the player with the stadium or are you associating the player with the team and the city? Yeah. yeah. You, you think there's a special connection between that player and stadium because the, the warehouse I the think numbers? because of the warehouse and the numbers. And you cannot see, at least for me, I cannot see Camden Yards without the, no, knowing those numbers were there. It's true. When you look and at the I warehouse, can't, And I can't you pick a cow yeah. without the picture of him with his hat up and the stadium in the background. You're right, and those numbers in the background. Do you remember what happened on that same day one year later, September 6, 1996, at Camden Yards? No. 
Um, Eddie Murray hit his 500th home run. Okay. Oh, and that and was did, an exciting they, moment they, too. Did they have numbers for that too? No. I don't remember about don't all that. So. I don't think so. Uh, Do you but remember yeah, uh, a, few as an la- a few years later what happened when uh, they cut the power <laughs> to keep the streak alive? <laughs> I think that was before. Lies. That was before he even broke the record. No, it was after. Was? It was after. What's the point then? He's just being greedy. I know. <laughs> I thought it was It was after 2131. When is the tell book going to come out about all the. You know, I, the I, I just finished the Eisenberg book and I, and I tweeted at him. I said, I love the book. But Wait, was I, there any talk about but shit? Anakin's going on to continue but the streak. I, there was for other people, but not for Ripken. And it didn't really talk about Ripken past beating 2131, except that he went down to 2,632. Um, but I, I tweeted at him, and I said, I love the book, but I missed the chapter on Kevin Costner and Peter Angelos and the power outage. <laughs> so he just liked my tweet, and I didn't get a nice response. Because I, I, I would love someone to just really seriously just ask Cal about it. Yeah. Because I, I get it. I get that it didn't happen. Snopes says it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But that was a rumor that was as strong as any rumor pre-internet. Yeah. And somehow we all knew that in elementary school and middle school, <laughs> wherever yeah. we were at that point. We all knew the rumor, and there yeah. was no internet. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. I forgot about the Ed Murray Eddie Murray, 500th home run. That mm-hmm. was a big deal, too. Him yeah. coming back. Yeah. Eddie. I mean, Eddie. Yeah. yeah just having him back. Oh, uh, hey, the, the guy who interviewed Beat the Streak, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago, who does the book podcast. Um, oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm with you now. McGuire. Yeah. Justin McGuire. Justin McGuire. Yeah. Um, He's from the Baseball by the Book podcast. Yeah. You, you were talking about, about, about Twitter and tweeting at, uh, at your guy. Yeah. I had sent a tweet at him. He, he was being a little nasty. I get a little nasty back with him. <laughs> he, he said something a little bit nasty. How to get nasty with him? Because sometimes he get he gets poli- political. Yeah, he does get political. Um, and he made a reference uh, about my boy Jerry Falwell from Liberty. Oh, and I couldn't let that stand. So I had to, we had to get into uh-huh. a little bit. Got to speak up for the dead guy. Yeah, I'm. I'm no one's going to talk bad about a Liberty uh, guy. All right, you and Josh Woodrum. Yeah, Josh Woodrum would have my back in this discussion. Hey, By man. the way, Josh Woodrum for starting quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, how'd that work for Brian Mattis? Yeah, not well. Not well. I'm, try, I'm trying it again. I'm, try, I'm trying to do this thing again. Um, some other, some yeah, other, other memories. Other me. memories. I mean, there's there's good memories and bad memories. I, as Section 336, I think that our first night at the yard. I the good memories, but all right. Our, we can get some. I'm getting to the good memories. Our first night at the yard was yes. just a cool experience for us to go. Yeah, probably the most and, people we've had out was the first yeah, time, Yeah, and right? the first one we had uh, sold, uh, had 100 people going out yeah. with us, and that was that just was very Matching cool shirts. Like, Hey, people are actually listening to Section yeah, 336. hundred people wearing Section 360 shirts. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. You're wearing this hat. That's the shirt we gave away that night. Yeah. Or, I mean, they paid for it. but Right. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Suckers. That, that was a cool memory. I think of many opening days that I've gone to over the years that I always love opening day. Yeah, opening day is cool. And, and Camden Yards is a big part of that. Just, it's, it's houses, it's a, it's. Still the best stadium in baseball, even as one of the oldest. Sure. The the weather, the ceremony, the excitement, opening day is always good. Right. Yeah. Um uh let's see, some some other memories. I you Manny Machado's Grand Slam, if this season, if they ever turn it around, that Friday night game is gonna be a big one, but <laughs> he still thinks they're gonna turn it around. <laughs> no, I, That's hey, cute. I love it. I love it. You remember? I love it. Last week I was the negative person. You yeah. guys were the positive. Yeah, I love it. And I, I must say positive too this week because um, as long as the Orioles still mathematically have a chance, 
I'm going to keep on watching the games and rooting for him. Right. I, I'm not ready to throw in the towel yet just because as a fan. Because all the teams suck. Once I throw in the towel, like, that's it. And so why am I even and, – why, why why am I watching a game? And you know what? And I watch any of those – And, wild, I, watch and I watch all of the teams in the wild card hunt. They all suck. Yeah. They all could take the opportunity to move up, and they don't. But I tell you what I'm not doing anymore. I'm not looking at the at the standings anymore at all, the wild card standings. Until we can win some games, I'm not looking at the standings anymore. There's no, there's sure. no point if there's you're no point. you're going up one, down yeah, one, yeah, up you, one, you down one. You can't scoreboard watch. You're, you're at three and four the, constantly. Yeah, we're, we're not in position to scoreboard watch right now. Um, some, uh, some other memories that weren't so great, but the empty stadium after the riots – the game after when they played the Tigers. Yeah, were you, were you there? No, I wasn't there. <laughs> of course not. But um, it's just it's just a weird moment and a, something that'll go down as like Cannon Yards is the only stadium to ever play a game without fans in, the, yeah. in attendance. And it's, it's just weird. Doing an SNL skit, and it was right it was again big something news, that so, yeah. something else that might never happen again. Very unique, yeah. Um, then I got to think of the '94 strike. Because we went to that last game before the strike, right? And you know, we Dad and I held up a sign. Bit and of dreams. You got pushed out of the way, and right. and we got on all of the TV stations and all of the newspapers, and got a lot of attention for carrying a sign to Camden Yards. And I think it's really so the strike was bad for baseball and all baseball was. fans. But Josh got on TV, so it was no, all good. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, what all of this stuff has in common is. It's really just all stuff we did with our dad. And that's kind of also what makes Camden Yards cool, is that it's, it's a family thing. Yep, that's why I it's, like baseball. It's like a church. You, uh, you put it here in the notes, another, uh, the entire 2012 season is when they unveiled all the statues out there in Legends Park. Yeah. That was a big deal, especially the last one, which again was on September 6th, 2012, a lot of Cal Ripken, a lot of Oriole memories occurred yeah. on September 6th. And well, a lot of dongs occurred. Well, that was a memorable that game. They, that one they scheduled. It didn't just happen to be like, hey, I, it I realize to overlap. That. <laughs> I realize that. But I just pulled up because I was at that game. I recall you yeah, guys yeah, were we there. Yeah, we were at the game, too. We were at the uh, game. It's the closest regular season game that felt like a playoff game. Yeah, it was a co-atmosphere. Was sure. Co-atmosphere. Uh, and that was a game we were beating the Yankees 6-1 uh, to one in the eighth inning. The Yankees proceeded to score five, yep. take, tying the game 6-6. Six to six, and then the Orioles score four runs in the bottom of the eighth to put them away, uh, beat them ten to six on that Cal Ripken night. Uh, to a sellout crowd, do sellout crowd. We all got the up. mini Cal Ripken statues, and, and I was sitting in a section full of Yankees fans who were rubbing it in our face when the Yankees tied it up there in the eighth yeah, inning. Because that's the Yankees always do, right? right. They always we turned it us. like as soon as the the half inning ended, we turned it right around. Said, was Let's a, go. Yeah. That was a memorable game. And then as we're talking memorable games, we gotta go with the ten year anniversary today. Yeah. Of the thirty to three loss I don't know to the why. Texas Rangers. <laughs> I don't know why everyone's on my Twitter reminding me that this game's happened. Like it's a cool thing that this happened. Here's, it's history, it's, man. It's history. It sucks. It's never. It I don't want to remember it. It hadn't happened since like eighteen ninety seven. I don't care. The, the Rangers. I want to forget about it. The Rangers have not scored twenty runs in a game since. Have the Orioles scored twenty runs? When's the last time the Orioles scored no, twenty runs? I don't know. <laughs> Who scores 30 runs in a baseball game? It's never Nobody. happened before. That yeah. is the only time a team has ever scored 30 runs. The 27-run margin was the largest victory in the history of baseball. A guy got a save out of the game. You know how that works? You know how you get a save? What, with it, a, it, yeah, in the sixth there is some obscure rule. You pitch the final three innings of yeah. a game, and you get a save. Yeah. Um, so it's just weird stuff like that. 
Daniel Cabrera was the starter. Yeah, I mean that that's that's peak Orioles suckery, the, right? Like that that's if you want to point to one moment that kind of sums up those fifteen years, there it is. What's crazy? <laughs> Third to three. What's crazy about that is it's not the starter starter pitcher's fault. It's not. If you look at the stats for that game, Cabrera gave up six runs. He pitched uh, six of the out of thirty. So twenty four runs were given up by other pitchers. <laughs> well, and it's not only that he pitched. Five innings, he gave up six runs. Oh, my goodness, over four innings? Yeah. 24 runs were scored? Brian Burris came in. He pitched two-thirds of an inning. He gave up eight runs. Then Rob Bell came in. Rob who? Rob Bell. Hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, this was a 30-3 to three he, game. Sorry, I just realized. <laughs> I was looking at something else. <laughs> he, pitched, he pitched one in one and one-third innings. He gave up five, and then... Paul Shuey Shuey came in and pitched two innings and gave up seven. So it's the, the bullpen in four innings gave up uh, all those runs. By the way, it's another crazy. another memorable game, September twenty eighth, two thousand. The last time the Orioles scored more than twenty runs at Camden Yards, they beat the Toronto Blue Jays twenty three to one. Oh really? Yeah, two thousand. Right. Nice, but no one remembers that game. No, we all we just remember thirty three game. You know what's also funny about that game? The last two hitters in the Rangers lineup line, line for that 33 game, yeah. Saul Tamakia and, and, Vasquez. and Vasquez, had a combined 14 RBI. <laughs> eighth, eighth and ninth in there. <laughs> combined 14 RBI. What's funny is that we never, funny. we never talked about this previously, but Nelson Cruz was on that team for the Rangers. Oh, my gosh. Man, these are dark times, man. All right, you want to know a positive thing since then? Hey, and look, I was just looking at the box score. Nelson Cruz... Is the only guy who played the whole game and didn't get an RBI. And it was the first game of a doubleheader. Here's some positive. Was it really? The 30 yeah, yeah, game? Yeah. The <laughs> they played another game after that and they uh, lost. Yeah. I think they lost like nine to seven or yeah. something. But uh the other good the good news out of all of that is since that game, the Orioles have never given up twenty runs. That's so good. There's, that's good. We haven't we haven't been <laughs> you, you don't want to be known as the team that gives up twenty runs. On a regular basis. I was just looking at the box score again. How, how did how did that happen that no position player pitched in that game? For Yeah, uh, that seems crazy. Because you only used four pitchers. Yeah, I guess you were saving your arms for the, uh, the doubleheader. The doubleheader. Yeah. I mean, Brian Burris, you got two outs and you gave up eight runs. <laughs> like that that was crazy. Like maybe after the fourth run, say, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> right. you might want to pull this guy. Or like, where's the, <laughs> but no. where's the we surrender, uh, let's six, start seven, game eight. two. Could you imagine if you went to the ballpark that morning? And you're like, hey, I'm getting two for the price of one. Yeah, I'm going to be here and all you day. You see history. I hope that you leave during that first game, or do you stick around? One of my good friends At what point was there. To see how bad it can get. Oh yeah, they were. My one of my good friends was there. Still talks about how they, it was great. They they wanted to see how crazy it would get, never knowing it would get to thirty runs. It's insane. Well, because it, you got to also remember it got to thirty fast because it got to it got to six and five innings. So those next ones came fast. Yeah. Uh, another thing with this 2000, I brought up dark times. Like, that that was a, a team, you know, that still had Brady Anderson, still had Cal Ripken, Albert Bell was in there, Melvin Moore was a new Oriole. But uh, this is a game the Orioles won 23-1 to over the Blue Jays. Listen to these pitchers. I don't think th- there's only one of them I can even remember ever hearing of. Pat Rapp started the game. I, I remember the name. Jay Spurgeon came in relief in the eighth, is that, followed is that by the but, son of Charles Spurgeon, Buddy Groom, who I remember, I Buddy, remember Groom. Buddy Groom, and then 
Leslie Brea. Yeah, he's not in baseball anymore. <laughs> Yeah, Who are, Pat Rapp had a nine and twelve record, but, but we're going to be saying the same thing. Who's who? In a, in a few years about uh, Dylan Bundy, David Lowe, <laughs> David Lowe, and uh, uh, Richard Blyer. Yeah, Rich Blyer for sure. And, that guy's going to go and down Alec, in the, Alec Asher. the annals with Pat Rapp. <laughs> hey, the guy got the win. He's pitched seven innings. The Orioles I, win twenty three to one. I think I got it. Again, people forget about. I think I, I certainly <laughs> forgot about it. I think we got a new. We got a new Burt's game time. Oriole pitcher or made up name? Pat yeah, Rapp. That's, that's actually a good game. I would have guessed made up name. I would have guessed made up name. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you you, you mentioned uh, you never. Add, I mean, sometimes when you go to a game, you just root for history, mm-hmm. like the thirty to three. I remember going to and seeing the only no hitter I've ever seen, Hideo Nomo. Uh, th- throw right. a hitter against the Orioles at Camden Yards. There's another oh, yeah. Camden Yards memory that I forgot about until you're just talking about it. And who could forget that time uh, th- an Orioles pitcher pitched a no hitter at Camden Yards? Oh, that's right. That's never happened. <laughs> yeah. Lots of things have still never happened at Camden Yards that right, we can like look forward to. A World Series, maybe in our lifetime, probably not, but maybe. Look at this. I was. I thought we were doing. You know. Best memories, staying a beat optimistic. <laughs> Bert's taking down a dark, yeah, a I, dark road. I, that's what Bert tends to do. That's uh, what happens when I come in studio. Yeah. All right. Uh, is, that, is that it? I think that's a pretty good list. That's a pretty good list. I, pretty think, good I think it's time to get to uh, some modern this, yeah. this week in uh, Orioles. I mean, if you have if you have some some ones that we missed, feel free to, to, to tweet at us at Section 336 Show. We'll like it. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Unless you say something bad about Jerry Falwell, then I will I will respond. You will pull the uh, unkindly. Who is that author you said liked your tweet but didn't reply? Yeah, uh, Eisenberg. Eisenberg. Yeah. So could it not we'll be like thing. at all? Because often those guys just to say I acknowledge. Acknowledge. Like, yeah, it shouldn't a, be like this. Just acknowledge. There should be a like and a, an acknowledge button. <laughs> I acknowledge this. Maybe this we happened. maybe we should get I him on the, maybe we should get him on the show and only ask him about the rumor about Kevin Costner. And as soon as he says it is false, we just still keep asking questions about it. Only if we get Rich Dubroff on the line, too. What am I doing here? <laughs> Rich Dubroff. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's your show. Right. Darn straight, it's our show. Right. Brady's not taking over, right? Wasn't that what he was upset about? <laughs> yeah. It was about Brady. That was the big Brady Anderson Brady story. story. Well, because he was mad that the national media broke a story um, that he thought wasn't a story at all. Yeah. Anyway, he's probably right. Uh, oh, you want to talk about this week? I, the the disappointing loss, uh, s- series loss to the Angels. Yeah, I mean, when we keep talking about this team's hanging around, at some point they would need to do something, and they'd need to at least win series. I mean, you're going and back; they're, they're just blowing it. I think you're going back to August second. I think I heard the last time they won more than a game, <laughs> like in more than row. one straight. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's always win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. And that's when we swept the uh, Royals. The Royals. Probably, yeah, yeah. you had to go back to that series, which seems like forever ago. Right. Um, and it's not like we're playing well, it's, the it's, best teams in baseball here. No. It's, it's win, loss, win, loss, and then it's a few of win, loss, loss, win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're just not stringing win and wins together. And we're we playing have, average teams. And we're gu- and guess the, what? Uh, we're the A's now. They suck. Guess yeah, what you got to do if you want to win the World won. Series? You got to string along some wins. Yeah. So you're saying if the Orioles string along some wins, we could win the World Series? No, but I guarantee, I guarantee the team that wins the World Series is capable of stringing along some wins. So the team that right. wins the World Series is going to win some games. Absolutely. But <laughs> isn't it, it's, it's typical 2017 Orioles that they win big against the Athletics on Monday night, and then Tuesday we're here in the fourth inning and they're down 3 nothing. Yeah. 
It's typical Orioles. Let's score a lot of runs and then no runs. Well, in Friday night against the Angels, we were down five to nothing. Come back. I mean, that was a huge game. You mentioned the Machado Grand Slam in the bottom of the ninth. That was huge. Uh, Saturday night, we were there at the game. You did nothing. The Orioles were down five to one, and I kept telling you guys, "Hey, we were down five nothing yesterday." <laughs> Orioles magic. Anything can happen. Out the optimistic Zany Bertrand. Every night is a different star, and then uh, I got to give Josh the props for putting me up with the. Uh, weather nerd app because the wind started blowing through Camden Yard oh, Saturday night yep. and I pulled up the weather nerd and it said heavy rain starting in two minutes so I started running to my car <laughs> we, did the, we did the same thing we did the same thing weather nerd is the best at warning you when to get out of Camden Yard yeah yeah that's that's when we we ditched you and you said you were going for a walk and we said, oh, I guess we're just ditching them. We'll Whenever Burke goes for the walk, I walk after the It's 50-50 inning. if he's There's coming back. There's a good back. chance he's not Oh, yeah, it's probably, probably, if it's late in the game. <laughs> right. I did go for a walk earlier, and I came back probably to the surprise of you guys. Uh, but, yeah, the later walk, uh, yeah, once I saw that wind, I was like, I'm not getting caught in this <laughs> mess again. <laughs> saw that wind. <laughs> <laughs> I could, you see the effects of the wind. You don't right. see the wind itself. You can feel it, the wind, yeah. You, you sound like the people yesterday on CNN saying, the light just feels different today. Yeah. Did you see the woman on the Weather Channel crying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it was, it got emotional. Got emotional. Hey, intern, did you cry during the eclipse? No, I did not. Oh. That's sad. Uh, again, Josh smiled when the click off. <laughs> when, the, when, the, when, the, when, when the intern clicked his mic on, Josh frowned. When he clicked the mic off, Josh had a big smile on his face. All right, so that's why you got to tune into Facebook Live <laughs> every week, yeah. people. It's not quite how it goes, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got this. Uh, are we done talking about the Orioles? I got a new segment I want to I want to introduce here. Sure. I call it the Snowflake of the Week. Oh boy! Now I want to be clear that I'm not. I, I, I thought I thought about making a joke about millennials because we bashed them all the time on here, but this story isn't about mil, 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 millennials at all because you guys know all millennials are snowflakes. But not all snowflakes are millennials. Like you can be an older snowflake. Okay. But all right. but by snowflake, what would I mean, be your definition of a snowflake? I mean the the mil- mil- millennial characteristics. Which um, would be they appreciate a, a trophy just for showing up to work every day. Okay. Or they desire a trophy just for showing up. They um, they think their boss should allow them to go outside and get paid to watch the eclipse. Yeah. If someone says no to That's- them. They they need a special area that where they can recover from the no and and so they can handle is, it. Is safe there, zone. They need safe zones. Is there a such thing as a middle ground with the millennial? No. <laughs> There's they can easily be triggered. You got to watch out. Yeah, triggers, any word, triggers. Any word can trigger them, which leads me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the same things you would say like to a pit bull. Yeah. Like you got to be careful around them. You don't want to set them off. Uh. <laughs> Which leads me to this article in the New York Times. Umpires wear wristbands to protest abusive player behavior. Yes. I, yeah, I, this I think I a, put you on to this. Yeah, this is about uh, Angel Hernandez, who is umping the game tonight. Yeah. Um, and so the umpires, uh, as, as in a state, as Bert was telling me at the game the other day, and in, uh, in solidarity, we're all wearing these white wristbands, or a lot of them were. Um, because they're tired of taking the abuse from players. This was prompted after Ann Kinsler, a baseball player, said this about an umpire. Here's what Kinsler said about the umpire. I don't know how for as many years he's been in the league that he can be that bad. He needs to reevaluate his career choice. He really does, bottom line. 
<laughs> that was it. They, they, a player was saying, umpire, you suck at your job. And the umpires are having total meltdowns. They're protesting wearing these bands because someone told them that they're bad at their job. Right. When and we all know they're bad at their job. I'm going into work on Friday as a teacher. When students show up uh, the, the next Monday, all us teachers should be wearing right, uh, white wristbands because the amount of stuff that students say about teachers, we, we and, and, and they're calling this player abuse player abuse because the guy said something that you didn't like because the guy said you did a bad job when i think in we all see, honesty if you look at it you, you did a bad job right. and you often do a bad job we, we see umpire, umpire we see umpire abuse all the time like who was the guy that got thrown out for for making the little joke about the on deck Beltre's clearly having fun with trying I mean, to have fun and the ump tosses them these umpire, are you kidding me you're wearing white wristbands because a player said something bad about you oh my goodness grow some thick skin you're umpired for Pete's sake. This is unbelievable to me. <laughs> I was just Googling some uh, information here on uh, old Angel, Angel Hernandez. Uh, this was including tweets from uh, ball players from just this past October where he had a terrible call in the uh, Mets-Dodgers game of the Game 4 of the NLCS, I believe it was. Uh, Chipper Jones, former Atlanta Brave, tweeted, I will not watch a game, any game, officiated by Angel Hernandez. <laughs> His incompetence amazes me, and I'm tired of MLB doing squat about it. <laughs> oh, are you sure you know what you're doing, pal? Uh, the union said this about the, the verbal attack. It says, the verbal attack on Angel denigrated the entire MLB umpire staff and is unacceptable. Uh, the commissioner's office has failed to address this and other escalating attacks on umpires. Attacks on umpires? They 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 they, they criticized you. This is what players do. You yeah. do such a Students bad job criticizing teachers. Uh, baseball players criticize umpires. You do such a bad job at your job that we have discussions of whether robots should replace you. I uh, mean, Darwin Barney had the best quote in this from the Blue Jays, though. Okay, his quote was, "Whether you're a player." An umpire, a scorekeeper, they're two sides to everything. They're allowed to protest. Good for them. <laughs> so he went the multiple sides. He went the, They're allowed to protest. I, I, I'm going to check all the facts. <laughs> multiple sides of the story. So Barney, good for him from uh, Toronto. I like that. I like Barney for that. So do you think these snowflake umpires could handle a manager if Earl Weaver was still around? Okay, Can you imagine? Yeah. Because that's another uh, attribute of a snowflake is they could not survive thir- 30 years ago. They wouldn't survive <laughs> on this earth. Billy Martin, all <laughs> those old guys. Dead, yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I don't know what would happen. <laughs> he would go, he would cry. He would curl up in a fetal position and cry if Earl Weaver came and talked to him. It's crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. It's crazy. So, I heard they dropped the wristband uh, protest, though. Yeah, it was just a weekend thing. Yeah. They're over it. <laughs> Good for them. They'll find something new to protest yeah, next yeah. week. Right, we'll see what <laughs> color wristbands are around next week. So that's our Snowflake of the Week segment. <laughs> the, I heard that the Snowflake umpires are threatening to uh, tear down the statue of Earl Weaver because of his aggression towards <laughs> umpires. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Bert. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Yep. It's coming from the uh, alt-left right. field. I'm pretty, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure that statue's there to intimidate umpires. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> we are not thinking the umpires. The Orioles do have a rough history of umpire abusers, so yeah. that's, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's a great point, Bert. That's and, why the Eddie, and we glorify right. by putting a statue up there. You know what? Next, it's going to be the Eddie Murray statue. That's up there to intimidate the reporters. Yeah, the media. He he abused yeah, the media. He, he abused the media. He, we, the media is going to protest that 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 one. Um, <laughs> and Brooks Rob- and all the players are going to uh, protest Brooks Robinson because oh, why, uh, for having the bat- the greatest. Yeah, for taking away all their hits. 
The, the anti-vacuum right. society. <laughs> right. What, what, what's my baton? I could have had one hundred more hits in my career. <laughs> <laughs> right, and and Cal, Cal is the whole reason that statue intimidates them all and stops them all from playing each day. That's why they. That's why no one plays a full season anymore. Yeah, because of that they, statue. They know they can never yeah. reach that mark. Exactly. Yeah. Protest that one. Pro- protest that one <laughs> who's protesting Jim Palmer and why um, all those guys who wanted to hit grand slams <laughs> everyone's got something to protest that's why they're snowflakes yeah hey yeah. speaking of protests yeah and uh, not really protest but I want to tell you that uh, Ken McCusick's new podcast started up and I'm doing it with him <laughs> speaking so, of protest well I thought for all the Ravens fans I, I, out I there thought, segue. I, no the segue anyway the segue would have <laughs> well, the segue was two part it was I protest that segue I was gonna, segue I was gonna pro, I was gonna segue into Colin Kaepernick and the and the the NAACP in Georgia wanted to protest NFL football until he gets signed to a team but then as I was coming out I realized I really don't want to talk about Colin Kaepernick but I do want to. But you tell brought you guys, it up anyway, <laughs> right? But I do want to tell you guys about the film study podcast, film study with Ken McCusick. That is just like last year. He did the Locked On podcast, Locked On Ravens podcast with Russell Street. This year he's out on his own with me, like, <laughs> but not with Russell Street. And it's uh, he's still writing for Russell Street, but his podcast is film study with Ken McCusick. If you guys can head on over to iTunes, subscribe, give a review just like you do for us. Go on Facebook, like that page, and uh, and help out Ken because we love Ken. Friend and, of the show. And I do and, the show with him. And it's him, good to get so some interaction because he's locked in his basement watching film all day. Right. So it's good if you it's, guys, if yeah. you have some type of social interaction. It's, it's super nerdy football talk. Yeah. But it's awesome. I asked him and this. If week. you're a diehard Ravens fan, you need to listen to you that know, You know how many times in one week he watches a Ravens game? Six. Yeah, he watches six, six to eight times. Oh, hey, there you go. I think yeah. I remember we asked him that one. Time. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I cannot. I cannot do that. Uh, I can barely I can... watch one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's not much I can do during the course of the week six to eight times. No, I haven't gone back and watched the Super Bowl tape yet. Go to the bathroom. That would be like times. game number no, second it. time to watch it. I can't do it. Yeah, it's impressive. And so, Ken Ken no. knows his stuff. Uh, it's nerdy, but it, it's uh, informative. Right. So search iTunes for film study. Subscribe. Subscribe. Give a review. Oh my gosh, Josh! How much is he paying you to pump his podcast? I'm on the podcast too. Oh, yeah, with that's him. right. You're on Remember, the it's me. Bert, how much are they paying? How much is Josh paying you, Bert, to pump his podcast? I I, I don't know. I, I I've been asking for months for people I, to review I, I, I this podcast. Know. No one does. <laughs> no, we we got a review a review this week, Josh. Oh, we got an iTunes review. Yeah, pull it up. Who wants to read it? Who wants to read it? I'll read it. Whoever can find it first. Oh, I I, I don't know where to look. What's Good. iTunes? You go to iTunes, you search <laughs> section three three six, it pops right up there. You go to reviews, then you like scroll all the way to the bottom because it's the newest review. But if you haven't reviewed us yet, you just tap review and then you can review us. Yeah. The okay. review is typical uh, Orioles pessimism. Pessimism? Pessimism. Yes. That sounds like me. By eighty two and eighty but probably seventy eight and eighty four. Yeah. That's his username. His username is eighty two and eighty. But probably seventy eight <laughs> and eighty four. Yeah, as far as Oro's record, is where he's going with that. Record. But it's also it's his username. Yeah. So like back in the day, it would be seventy eighty two and eighty, but probably seventy eight and eighty four at aol.com. Okay, 
But his only the only thing he wrote was typical pessimistic Orioles. No, no, that was the title. Oh. Then he gets on to definitely a bunch of Oriole fans who just want to be able to buy playoff tickets. <laughs> that's true. Which it's that's, true. That's true. He's got that nailed. That's only the reason we go that, that twenty nine stupid twenty nine game plan. It's also, the only only uh, reason to be a fan, and you want them to make the playoffs so you can go to playoff games. Then yeah. he continues. Also, why do you hate Ryan Mallett so much? <laughs> Wait, did we say bad stuff about Ryan Mallett? Uh, I don't know. Who likes Ryan Mallett? I don't think we like Ryan Mallett. I like Josh Woodruff. It's who we, I like. We know. Liberty alum. However. Go Flames. He continues. Yeah. However, the show is witty and that's, funny. That's you, Bert. And I like the brutal honesty when it comes to talking about Baltimore that, sports. That's you again, Bert. You can, <laughs> yeah. you can call well, I'm me. I'm honest. You can call me a friend of the show. All right. Hey, there you go. A new friend of the show. So we now have a new friend of the show. Oh, by, 80, by 82 to, and 80, but probably 78 to 84, <laughs> is a friend of the show. He, he also, might wanna he also has that. the best username ever. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> like, a, that's I a mouthful. Don't, I don't think you can make that your Twitter name, but you should. <laughs> and if you're on Twitter, I would like to get a tweet from 82 and 80, but probably 78 and 84. <laughs> All right, we're giving 72 and 80, but probably 82 and 74 enough push for this one show. <laughs> I don't know. If you can come up with a name that good and you didn't write about Soroka's Slippery Snakes, <laughs> then you get you get, you get get a push. Uh, that guy's a friend of the show, if you ask me. Slippery Snake? I don't know what happened to that guy. Yeah. Uh, who do the Ravens play this week? They're back in Baltimore. Thursday night preseason game. I don't know. What, <laughs> what time does Josh Woodrum start to play? Because that's when I'm tuning in to see Josh Yeah, is he, play. he's going to oh, start with the first team, right? I, I, he'll probably play second half. No, he's got Ryan Mallett's going to start with the first team. Yeah, it right. sucks. But I'm but real that, hard for Ryan Mallett to suck. Oh, man, now it sounds like we really do hate Ryan Mallett. You do hate Ryan Mallett. I do. I'm rooting for him to suck because I want my Liberty Flames boy, Josh Woodrum, <laughs> to, to, to get the start. You know who they play? The you know who they play? You know who they play? Who would you be cheering for if you lived in Buffalo? <laughs> Oh, they play for they play the Bills. They play the Bills. Buffalo Bills. Or everyone you know, everyone in Buffalo is a Bills fan. Yeah. What well, else they got going on? Well, up at there? least they have Sammy Watkins. Oh wait, no, they traded him away. Well, at least they have Anquan Bolden. Oh wait, no, he just he, he said they team, traded for team. Jordan Matthews. Oh, he's hurt oh, now he's too. Hurt. Hey, but they still have Rex Ryan. <laughs> no. No, has he gone too? He's got. He's getting in bar fights in Nashville uh, on Broadway. Is with he, his he, brother. He's not the, with the Bills anymore. I don't think so. I don't know where Rex Ryan is. Is he? Is he? Did he get fired by the Bills? Maybe the intern will know. Yeah, the intern's got about two seconds to look that up. <laughs> uh, I heard the click. The he is Sean McDermott is the head coach of the Bills. So where's what's Rex Ryan do now? Does Rex Ryan have a job? No, I don't think so. That's I, I said. Is he, he gets a bouncer in, at a bar? No, but he's, there were, he's, him, no, and, his, him and his brother did get in a bar fight in Nashville. It, it was on Deadspin. Well, that sounds about right. I bet he works at a shoe store now, though. I think they would make good bouncers, those guys. Did you see what he did with the shoes? Remember the foot thing? Let's, let's, let's go to the intern. Because this show, I don't know if we did anything good today. So, Rex Ryan is actually now on television. Once he was fired by the Bills, he signed an agreement with ESPN to provide analysis. Oh, all right. I bet he's entertaining. Oh, I'm sure he is. Sure. I know he is. I've seen it. Hey, and congrats on getting that information so quickly, intern. Well, we literally just talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what yeah, else you got for us? I was say that's surprisingly all right, all right. Could, 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 could you find any fans in Buffalo who weren't Bills fans? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I like that sigh. <laughs> he's, a, he's a changed man since he's seen that eclipse. That's right. You can tell. He's, he's a changed man. <laughs> he's, he's the new intern. 
Yeah, that's all I have. He's seen the light, or he's seen the darkness, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pretty well, cool, I gotta say that. I I still think I the first I'm hearing of an, another eclipse in 2024. Yeah, I, since tw- it's still it's 28 years away or 24 no, years. No, it's like 10 years away. Save your glasses. It's 17 years away. I think it's seven years away. How come I mean, I'm seven, not hearing seven this? Years. Yeah, seven years. Seven years away. Save your glasses. I didn't get any glasses to begin and like with. Next year, Neither. you just gotta take quick glances and it doesn't hurt. Yeah, next year it's in Africa, so you can take a plane. Also, don't save your glasses because they expire after three years. Do they really expire? Yeah, they're no longer as good. Oh, my. Did you have glasses? I did. Where'd you get them? I actually uh, met people from Annapolis, and they had two extra pairs. They just gave them to you? Did you have to buy them? Uh, they gave them to me. Oh, see, this guy, he's You went freeloader. to Tennessee <laughs> for an eclipse, and you didn't have glasses? And didn't take glasses. I tried, I tried everywhere. I spent six hours driving to different stores, calling them. I tried to go to the Smithsonian multiple times, but uh, it turns out I... I you could have went to Home Depot and got like those welding glasses. Or you know they were selling them at Seven Eleven. You get Seven Eleven. Amazon. You could just pull a Trump and squint. Warby Parker was just giving them away glance, for free up glances. in Baltimore. Quick glances. <laughs> quick glances. Quick glances. You can do it. Just don't stare for a long time. It says. Is it true on that? Off, on off. Well, what I don't. If get, you put your phone in selfie mode and did it. That, that's, that's what I did. That's what I did. Okay. But I still just I saw the sun. I, I right. was working. I I, tr- I work for a living. You guys realize that you look up at the sun like every time you go outside, you say, "Oh, it's hot," and you look right at the sun. Yeah. Right. I don't so look directly like, at the sun. You do. You for do many seconds. times. Yeah. You do for a split second. But no one stares at the sun. Right. And the eclipse. The sun's not any more powerful. Right. All right. That's my next segment. Don't worry. My next Snowflake of the Week segment is special for all those oh. the fear mongers. Well, about the, the, the problem is a lot of those fear mongers are moms, so then you kind of feel bad for the moms. You don't. I don't think. I mean, the snow. This is a snowflake argument that you shouldn't have to tell someone to not stare at the sun. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That should be a common sense thing. Don't stare at the sun. Well, right. there's that ninety-some-year-old man who was warning people. Because he stared at the sun right. the last time the eclipse he's, was around. He's the one guy. And burned his retinas out. One guy. Talk about an old ago. snowflake. <laughs> I, I'm also, tired of hearing from this guy telling me not to stare at the sun. Also, he kind of looked like a old man version of the little kid from A Christmas Story that shot his eye out. Yeah, yeah. So he's just not that smart. I don't know. One guy, is that it? Yeah, there's one guy who was all over Facebook. Uh, he was, yeah, it was it was going viral. This that, poor old guy. A whole I burned my retinas out. My third uncle the is an optometrologist, and I called him and asked him, and he said, "Yes, it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous to the sun." I had to confirm it by three sources. Long yeah. lasting repercussions. I, I like that going viral part. In 2024, I'm going to say that in 2017 I went blind. Yeah. During this eclipse, so I can go viral. It'll be the long con. You gotta yeah. pre- pretend to be blind until <laughs> <laughs> the next now. eclipse. I'm gonna start now. I like that. You'll be a proponent for the uh, quick glances. Doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I thought just quick glances over and over again yeah. would be okay. You want to freak people out? <laughs> Tell people that you were wearing the glasses this year. Then what will people do next year? They'll have to hide in basements <laughs> and with wearing the cereal boxes on their heads. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Section336Show. You can uh, review us on iTunes after listening to the show. Maybe review last week's show. <laughs> no, this show is fantastic. After reviewing this week's show, go to iTunes. And yeah, remember and all those much good memories it. we brought up. Yeah. <laughs> Try and top that review we just read. Yeah. Uh, you can share your own memories of, uh, of your experience at Kevin Yards on, on our Twitter page or on our Instagram page. Josh loves to Instagram now. 
at Section Two Six Show. Apparently, that's the uh, that's the happening social media. Oh yeah, yeah. Facebook. That's what dead. all the kids use. Facebook's it's dead. Instagram. Twitter. Twitter. I'm tired of the politics. Yeah. They, they call it Insta. Insta? Yeah, Insta. Yeah. Insta. Yeah. You just post this to my Insta. Yeah, get on our Insta. Yeah. And then Josh, you just gotta work on an Insta story. That's your next your next level of Insta. Yeah, I don't that's like I'm too old. I don't know how to do Insta. There was story. a guy in front of me at the game last night doing an Insta story. Yeah. Yeah. What's the Insta story? I'm gonna do an Insta story right now as we finish the show. I've All never right, done boys one and before. girls, thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at section three three six. You can follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Brody. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Maybe he'll have a Somehow my Insta, Insta story, story is just a picture of me. Well, no one wants to see that. How do, how do I do... How do I put a... Uh, I'm not telling you, Josh, how to take a picture of your phone, all right? If you don't know how to do that, there's nothing I can do for you. How do I make an Insta... I thought Insta stories were videos. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're just uh, pictures. Uh, the intern can talk to you after the show. You can also follow the intern <laughs> at WW Intern. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go... Oh. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches. (laughs) 